Hello and welcome to a Wednesday edition of the Locked On Penguins podcast. I'm your host, Hunter Hodes. Follow me on Twitter at Hunter Hodes. Follow the show's Twitter at LO underscore Penguins. We have a couple things to go over before I get to a little bit of a surprise for today's episode. came up um, earlier this week. I just oh, actually kind of forgot about it. But um, in any case, um, Penguins had some practice updates today. Looks like Big, uh, big, uh, big Nick Bukestad is going to be coming back. Tomorrow for the Penguins, he clarified himself basically as a game-time decision. He said he has to go through the doctor and whatnot to make sure he can get cleared. Mike Sullivan echoed the same sentiment. Um, looks like he's going to be centering the third line with Jared McCann and Patrick Hornquist. Brandon Tanev will be traveling with the team. He's still sick. They held him off the ice day because he hasn't had a lot of food. So, you know, please no coronavirus, Brandon Tanev. We don't need to add that outbreak on the team here. But he could be playing. Jack Johnson um, is making the traveling with the team after the birth Um uh, his wife had a baby last night, so you know we're not going to diss Jack Johnson. Congratulations to him and his family. And Zach Aston Reese has begun skating again, so a lot of really, really good injury news for the Penguins. Though Anthony Angelo, I think, is week to week now, and he's probably being sent down um, anyway because uh, Nick Bukestad is on his way um, to coming back. With that said, we have a special guest coming on for this episode of Locked On Penguins. Um, Someone I actually used to write with uh, for FanRag Sports today, Slapshot, before um, that went south with, with stuff like that. He does stuff for Falcon. He did stuff for Falcon Maven. Yeah, he does stuff with Yard Barker. Uh, Dave Holcomb joins the podcast. Dave, how are you doing today? I'm good, Hunter. How are you? I'm good. I'm doing really good. Uh, Dave, the Penguins were able to break their break their losing streak of six last night, thankfully, by crushing the Ottawa Senators 7-3. What were your thoughts um Oh, your overall thoughts um, out of that game, Dave? Um, I don't think you can take too much from it because uh, the Senators are, are, are a team out of the playoff race. But I think what you said, saying that um, you know, the Penguins snapped their losing streak, it didn't matter how it happened. This losing streak just had to end. The Penguins had to get two points. And that's really the big takeaway. That uh, It was great they got seven goals. It was great the power play broke through. It was great Brian Rust kind of broke out of a February slump, and a few other players did too. But um, anyway, anyhow, the Penguins had to get two points on Tuesday night, and they were able to do that. That's the biggest takeaway point. And then really the return of Brian Dumoulin and John Marino. Those guys made really a huge difference, even though it was kind of a blowout game. And uh, not a close affair. And a lot of other players played much better uh, on Tuesday night than they did during the losing streak. Part of the reason why was because they had the support. They had the support defensively, both in the offensive zone, uh, getting the puck up to you know the net and to the forwards from the blue line, but also defensively in front of uh, in front of the goal with Marino and Dumoulin back. Yeah, that's what I was going to bring up next, but thankfully you um, you brought it up. It's just, Dave, the team just plays so much better when they're both in the lineup, and you could, they can act, they can actually deploy their defense as what it was when before Dumoulin and Marino got hurt, and you know that allows them to you know play Justin Schultz sheltered minutes, which he has not been getting. You know they play someone like Jack Johnson, who has really struggled for a lot of the season. You know getting top four pairing minutes with. Uh, with Doom won't hurt. You can play him on the third pairing. Won't hurt you as much. I know um, Yusuf Rikula has probably been better, um, but you know for some reason Mike, Sull- he, Mike Sullivan has him in his doghouse. But it's just the way they skated last night. It looks like they they didn't miss any time. It looked like and Dave it's just like, like I said, like the team just they they play offensively and defensively in their own zone just so much better when they're on the ice. 
Uh, say what you want about Johnson. If, if you like his his uh, physical play, his grit, whatever, or if you dislike him because he's not a puck-moving defenseman, whether you like him or not, you can't deny that Johnson and Latang as a pairing is quite bad. Uh, they just don't work well together. So Dumoulin coming back alone, I think, is a huge boost because Dumoulin knows how to play with Latang. They are a great complement to each other. Dumoulin is a good puck-moving defensive defenseman in, a, uh, in of himself, but he knows when he needs to play back because Latang is taking a risk further up a ice. Uh, Johnson never seems to be able to do that, and Johnson's inability to do really anything offensively hurts him and hurts Latang in that pairing. So uh, I, I absolutely agree with you. Both getting both back is, is huge because Johnson and Schultz can play fewer minutes, but just Dumoulin by himself coming back is a huge boost because it's going to make Latang better too. Yeah, absolutely. I yeah, I don't think a single player missed Brian Dumoulin uh, more than Chris Latang. He gets his um, defensive partner back who who can cover up for sometimes Latang's mistakes. Um, which he sometimes makes. I mean, sometimes it's a bit maddening, even though he's just um, truly awesome. And, you know, he's just, he's that staple defensive player back there. And he's just, he's so awesome. Um, Dave, um, the Penguins, thankfully, they are uh, getting very healthy now. Like I said um, before, I had a little, just a little segment before you got on where Nick Bukestad is making his return, it looks like tomorrow. Brandon Tanev is uh, getting closer. Um, but Dave, what would your um, ideal lineup be? Uh, be, you know, when this team is healthy with the Fords because, you know, they still have Dominic Simone and Zach Aston Reese hurt. Those Zach Aston Reese has been starting to skate. Um, these decisions are not going to be um, easy, I think, for Mike Sullivan. I mean, I think we know Lafferty's going to come out for someone like Tanev. It's just, you know, I, I think Evan Rodriguez could be a scratch for someone like Zach Aston Reese. But then when Simone comes back, you know, I just, I, I don't know what they're going to do. What, what, what do you, what is your take on it? It's a very good question and a good problem to have, right? Um, I think the first line is pretty solidified with Zucker, Crosby, and Sheary. And I think the next line is pretty solid as well. Uh, Tuesday, it was Marlowe, Malkin, and Rust. I know if you put Hornquist on that line instead of Marlowe, you're playing Hornquist on its opposite side. But I wouldn't mind that that much because I like Hornquist's uh, physical play in the top six, and Marlowe gives you some speed on the third line. But I think those top, those seven guys, some interchangeable Hornquist and Marlowe, six of them are going to be in the top, uh, in the top six. And uh, you know, you have you have the first line I just talked about. That's that's pretty solidified. The third line is where it starts to get more interesting. I think Sullivan's first first big choice or decision is who is going to be his third-line center? Yeah. You mentioned Rodriguez, and I think he could be a healthy scratch, too. With Nick Bustag coming back, does Bukestad become the third-line center? And then McCann slide to a wing position on the third line. I really would like to see McCann then settle on one position for him because he's gone a long time without scoring. He did such a great job last year with Crosby. I don't think he's not going to play with Crosby at the stretch run this year. But this was a key cog in the Penguins' lineup last season. I want to see McCann get going again, and I think that means stop flip-flopping him between wing and center. Decide who the third center is going to be, and then stick to one position for McCann. 
whether that's McCann, Bustad in the center for the third line, and then Marlowe or Hornquist there. Uh, it, that's the first big domino that needs to fall for, for this lineup. Yeah, I absolutely agree because I know they're going to want to leave that Aston Reese, uh, Bluger, Tanev line alone because it's been really, really good when all three of those players have been healthy. They kind of use that as that shutdown line in the defensive zone considering how good Aston Reese has been um, defensively this season. I've even seen people talk about him as a Selkie candidate somehow, which is like, whoa. But um, yeah, yeah the, the thing with McCann and uh, Bukestad, that, that is a good point because – I just I don't know what they're going to do with that. I thought McCann looked really really good at center um, earlier in the season when the Penguins were battling, you know, the Crosby injury, the Malkin injury for a little bit. Um, he's, yeah. he's putting up good numbers. Um, it, it's unfortunate that he's hit the 17, what is it, 18 game low now where he hasn't hit a goal. And it's I talked about it yesterday. It's not for his lack of trying. He actually is firing the puck quite a bit at the net. You know, a lot of these chances just aren't going in. And I also saw I've seen some stats somewhere where. Um, you know, he's not scoring at that, you know, he's had a bunch, uh, earlier in the season last year, he had a bunch of shorthanded goals, empty net goals, which contributed to some of his success, which is, you know, that's going to, that's going to regress a little bit. But still, with that, he still needs to um, break out of this funk that he's in, you know, 17, 18 games without a goal as a third line center, you know, top six winger, um, just isn't going to cut it. I think they're probably going to try Bukestad at third line center to start, given that opportunity. But even though I think that McCann is their long term answer for third line center, I've always seen that in articles and whatnot, which is um, inter- interesting. Um, another thing, Dave, uh, Brian Russ, uh, I've talked about him so much 27 goals on the season. Um, he would be, you know, the fact that I messed this up on the podcast last night, um, I totally. Completely forgot uh, off the top of my head that Phil Kessel was a 30 goal scorer for the Penguins. He, I know he had his 100, his 190 point season. Um, um, he would be, I think, just the uh, fourth winger, I believe, in the Crosby Malkin era to have 30 or more goals. Um, I think he's going to hit that with about well, yeah, less, less than 20 games remaining. Um, what a season he's had, uh, Dave. Absolutely. He's been incredible. And he didn't have a great February. It was, I guess it's kind of expected to see him regress a little bit. Uh, you probably weren't going to see him get 40 goals, which is kind of what he was on pace for yeah. at the All-Star break. But absolutely, he's going to get to, to 30 goals, and he has the potential to break out at any point like he did Tuesday night with the hat-trick. So uh, he's been a breath of fresh air. I thought he could have a season like this you know, one or two years ago, to be honest. And it's happening maybe a year or two later than, than I thought or, or was thought was possible. Um, but it's great to see him kind of fill the shoes of Phil Kessel and, and, and in a season where Crosby missed significant time and Malkin missed some time. Uh, Rust is leading the team in goals, and, and this team is still a Stanley Cup contender um, and in position to get home ice in the first round because of the – uh, play of Brian Russ. Yeah, they need to leave him alone up there uh, with Evgeny Malkin. I, I imagine they will be. That's his w- winger for probably the rest of the regular season and into the playoffs. One thing before yeah. I let you go, Dave. Uh, Jason Zucker, just another great game from him. I think he has six goals since coming over from the Wild. Uh, almost a, po- a point in almost, I think, every game now. If I had to go back and check it, there's not been – I think it's only been a game or two where he hasn't registered a point for the Penguins. Um, he's been he's been quite the fit since coming over, man. Absolutely. Uh, it, uh, talk about a breath of 
fresh air. I was talking about that, that cliche, if you will, with Brian Rust. Uh, Jason Zucker has been that and more as well. Um, and it's great to see Zucker and Sherry. I know Sherry's worked with Crosby before, so it's not really a new line or a new pairing with them. But uh, it's, it's great to see Zucker work with Crosby immediately. Um, and and uh, he's got a little bit of grit to his game. He's a hard worker. I mean, Crosby is a hard worker as well, but he obviously has the skill and beauty to his game as well. Um, I, I've admired watching Zucker early on, you know, in his Penguin career, how hard he works. And, mm-hmm. and that is uh, that, that's the kind of guy that has success with Crosby. You know, you, you love having skill match with Crosby, but you have a, another grinder um, or a grinder with some skill like Zucker, uh, it can really, really work out well. And it's, and it's worked out so far so good with that first line. I'm not worried at all about, um, you know, the lineup, the, the, the lineup debates that we can have with the Penguins. I don't think there really is any debate with that first line. It is, it is Zucker, Crosby, and Sheary, unless those guys go through a really long drought. And, and honestly, I don't see that happening. Yeah, I, I really don't either. He's just... He's been quite a fit, you know. I can't wait to when this team gets Jake Gensel back because that uh, adding him to the top six that already has Rust and Zucker is um, going to be quite the sight to see. But um, in any case, uh, Dave, thank you so much for coming on um, for this segment, uh, part of the episode for Locked On Penguins. I'm definitely going to have you on uh, many more times, hopefully throughout the rest of the regular season. And um, if the Penguins make a deep playoff run, you know, I'm, I'm counting on it. Hopefully, I would love it. Can come on anytime, Hunter. Thank you. Yeah, uh, yeah, absolutely. All right, so that was Dave Holcomb. Um, you know, just really, really great friend. You know, we're not going to harp on that he pronounced uh, Connor uh, Sherry's name wrong now that he still thinks it's Sherry. Sherry. You know what? I, I still love you, Dave. If you're going to listen to the rest of this episode, still love you, buddy. But, um, yeah, he's one of my really, really good buddies. Um, really great that I got to have him on. I used to do a radio show with him. And Tom Pollan, shout out to him. He, they were... Two of the main reasons why I wanted to do this podcast because, you know, they really got me into this business. And, um, yeah, a shout out to both of them. You know, Dave, Dave brought a lot of really good content. You know, maybe at some point I can get Tom on as well. But um, with that being said, um, you know, Dave brought up a lot of stuff that I was probably going to talk about today, most notably the lines. Um, yeah, so I tweeted out this morning, um, you know, the Penguins, they're, they're almost fully healthy. Uh, Brandon Tanev could be coming back tomorrow night, as I said. Nick Bukestad will likely be coming back tomorrow. So we all know Sam Lafferty's out of the lineup tomorrow. That's probably going to be a given. I think if both of them come back, I think you're going to see Evan Rodriguez um, be scratched as well. So, um, well, well, actually, no, my my, my mistake, actually. Uh, So with Angelo and Lafferty, out now, so Bukestad and Tanner will be better. Okay, so that's fine. So when Aston Reese comes back, I think Rodriguez is going to be scratched. Then you have a major, major decision. I apologize, I probably got people confused on that. What do you do about Dominic Simone? If you bring him in, who do you scratch? Um, that's just going to be a very tough decision. Obviously, you're not going to scratch Jason Zucker, Sidney Crosby, Connor Sherry. Um, you know, if Connor Sherry's play maybe drops off, you know, I think. At some point in the 2017 run, I think did Mike Sullivan scratch Connor Sherry for a game, or he put him on the fourth line. I, it's been like three years. I need to go back and like realize if he uh, scratched him or not. You know, you know, you're not going to scratch um, Patrick Marlowe. I don't think so. Kenny Malkin, obvious reasons. Brian Rust, obvious reasons. Um, 
Jared McCann, I think he's going to play, of course. Patrick Hornquist, you're not going to scratch him. Nick Bukestad is an interesting case. This is going to be very interesting now with his return. They're going to give him a chance to play, you know, see how he does for their first few games coming back. He hasn't played, of course, since November 15th. Ooh, my birthday. Um, so, yeah, they, they you got to see how he really plays. If he starts out playing poorly and, you know, they start to get even more healthier, um, I could I could definitely see, you know, potentially Nick Bukestad being scratched. Um, and then then putting McCann at center, you know, putting Simone at wing and just scratching Bukestad and uh, Rodriguez. So um, that's what I, I think could personally see happening. I could see them scratching Simone, though I think Mike Sullivan really, really likes him. I personally wouldn't scratch Dominic Simone. He brings a lot of playmaking ability um, to the Penguins. It's just... This is the you know this is a great problem to have you know as Dave said in that last segment it really really is and a hell of a problem to have um, I don't really yeah I don't envy Mike Sullivan but I, I trust him to figure it out and yeah no who knows maybe Jake Gensel comes back uh, for a deep playoff run then you have some really a really really big problem on your hands uh, with how deep this lineup is but uh, yeah so it looks like yeah yeah Tanev and Bukestad will be coming back tomorrow I imagine uh, tomorrow will we go to Tristan Jari against Buffalo. Another one of these games where the Penguins have to win. Um, there's no excuse. I don't know why they've played so bad against Buffalo twice this season. I mean, first one was opening night, so, you know, opening night jitters. But, you know, that last game they played very, very poorly against the Sabres, gave up five goals. Um, that's unacceptable to a team like the Sabres who are really, really bad. You know, I think they just had poor like, – I think I've talked about it on this podcast a bunch. They just had poor Jack Eichel go to the media and basically say, you know, it's, it, I mean, it's, it's over. I mean, if you look at the standings – um, right now, as I load them up on my phone, do, 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 do. Um, yeah, the Sabres are 12 points out of the playoff spot. They have a game in hand on the Jackets, but still 29 and 29 and 8. Um, yeah, they have to leapfrog Montreal, Florida, the Rangers, and the Hurricanes just to get to Columbus. And they probably have to leapfrog Columbus, too. So, yeah, the season is over for the Sabres. They have the fourth, uh, besides the Red Wings, they are the, um, the fourth worst team in the East. Yeah, this is a team the Penguins have to beat. Um, there's really no excuse to lose to this team, especially get, especially getting swept in a regular season series by them. Um, you know, the Penguins should be able to carry the play. Um, um, they'll probably start, I think they'll probably start Carter Hutton tomorrow. Um, you know, you always have to be aware for Jack Eichel, Sam Reinhart. Hell, even, um, you know, I think Jeff Skinner scored in the Penguins uh, Sabres last meeting, and he's been really, really bad this season. But, you know, it'll be homecoming for a little bit for Connor Sherry. Of course, he's played with the Sabres for the last couple of seasons now. Um, yeah, this is yeah, this is a winnable game. you got to win this game because you have a massive, and I mean a massive, back-to-back this weekend against the Hurricanes and the Capitals. I believe they play the Hurricanes four times in 20 days. Uh, yeah, that is... Uh, that's uh, that, that's quite a bit. <laughs> that's, that's a lot. But, um, yeah, it's just... And then... Yeah, I don't know why I keep stuttering about this, but yeah, I just I cannot under say you know just how big um, this weekend is uh, for the Penguins. All right, for this last segment, um, you know we'll just kind of go a little bit about a bunch of stuff. Um, tonight there's a big game around in the Metropolitan Division. I'm sure you guys are well aware the Flyers playing the Capitals. Penguins, of course, four points behind the Capitals. No games in hand on either of them. The Flyers, they're one point behind them. Um, we need this the Penguins for. Rooting for the Penguins, you know, if, of course, you know, if you listen to the podcast, obviously you're a Penguins fan most likely. Um, you want this game to end in regulation, you know. We don't need any of these three-point games where, oh, both teams get a point and then a team gets an extra point. That does nothing to help the Penguins. 
In a perfect world, you probably want the Capitals to win. I know it stretches out their lead to six points in the Metropolitan Division. But if the Flyers lose in regulation, the Penguins win tomorrow, they can leapfrog them. And I believe the Flyers also play tomorrow as well. They play Carolina. So, yes. So, with the Flyers' loss in regulation tonight and with the Flyers' loss tomorrow to the Hurricanes, who badly need points, and the Penguins win tomorrow, they will be leapfrogging over the Flyers, four points behind the Capitals. And, and... Um, if the Capitals lose tomorrow to the Rangers, the Penguins will be in a very, very big spot on Saturday to potentially close the gap to within two points of the Capitals if they beat the Capitals in regulation on Saturday. That's a 1 o'clock start. These afternoon games are just a killer. And the Capitals also do not play on Sunday. So, yes, this could be a very, very big week for the Penguins. They could potentially even tie the Capitals on Sunday if all goes well. Though that would be in a very, very perfect perfect world you know do i expect all this to happen probably not so it's the penguins and everything but um yeah that was just you know that would be great um within a perfect world um as well you know there's other things i saw today on penguins tour i wanted to um bring up on this podcast um jeff from pens blog a really great follow for you guys uh, shout out to him you know you know g underscore um OFF817. I'm just going to say it like that because that's what it is. Um, you know, he put some stats together about Justin Schultz last night and about the Jack Johnson pairing. Um, you know, of course, you know, he even said it too. We all know that Jack Johnson did leave the game early, you know, to be with his wife who was having a baby. But apparently, um, he looked, he went on natural stat trick. Uh, great side for underlying numbers. Um, just outstanding. Just really, really good. It's taking the place, I think, of. Corsica, which was my go-to uh, when Manny was doing it. You know, shout out to Manny. He, he just did a really great thing before, I think, giving it up. Um, the show Schultz saw the ice last night. Um, the most So in most of the forwards, he saw the ice with McCann, Bluger, Hornquist, and then the Rodriguez and Lafferty line. And he played 14, almost 15 minutes at 5v5. His uh, possession number is 55%. His Fenwick number is 63%. His uh, goals for percentage on the ice, 59% for uh, scoring chances for percentage. 53% for, and the high danger chances for 57% uh, for. Um, that's that that's very, very good. Um, I think that's needed to him. Yeah, it's like our eyes were not bleeding for once. Those are the kind of numbers we want to see from Justin Schultz when playing sheltered minutes on the bottom pairing and seeing time with the McCann line and then the Rodriguez line. And pretty soon it's going to be the Tanev and Bluger line. Hopefully that no more the defenseman gets hurt. So like I said, you can play, you can see time with the McCann, Bukestad, Hornquist line, and then you can see time with the Tanev, Bluger, Aston, Reese line. And I think those numbers might go up even more potentially. But yeah, really, really good start for Justin Schultz last night on the third pairing. Looks like they're trying him out on the top power play at practice today. Um, eh. I'd rather see Crystal Tang up there, but you know, the power play, you know, like, I mean, Dave said they did break out of their little rut last night. Scoring one power play goal, but on the four-minute um, power play that they did have, um, it was pretty unacceptable. I don't even think they had a shot on that, which was um, pretty pathetic, um, if you ask um, me. But yeah, like I said, great start for Justin Schultz. Hopefully he can keep those numbers up. Um, just a very, very good night for him. Um, I think he's going to get more time with that bot- with the bottom six. You know, just got to keep sheltering his minutes. But um, I think that might do it for today's episode of Locked on Penguins, if I have anything else to talk about here. Also want to shout out Johnny Boychuk again, though apparently uh, Lou Lamarillo said he needed 90 stitches near his eye. His eye is completely closed. Um, no timeable for return. Get better soon, Johnny. Uh, that is that is scary. Like I said, I will not watch that video again because it just 
watching someone take a skate blade to the face, uh, that's 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 not comforting. That that's just truly awful. I I was not even going to retweet it or quote tweet it because it just it's that gross to look at. I just I couldn't. I just I felt so bad when I saw it. So yeah, please get better. Um, so yeah, guys, uh, definitely watch the game tonight. Um, the uh, the Capitals. Flyers game, you know, root for the meteor. No, I'm just, I'm just messing around. Just root, root for the regulation win, probably for the Capitals. You know, we probably, Penguins fans would probably want the Flyers to lose this in regulation, and then the Penguins can hopefully win tomorrow against the Sabers and have the Flyers um, lose to the Hurricanes. As this is a big, uh, just a big stretch for the Flyers on this, this back to back, and then you know, the fun begins on Saturday for the Penguins. Everyone, like I said yesterday, uh, the Metro slate begins. Um, yeah, not up for shot up time. You know, the March of the Penguins has potentially started with a 1-0 effort. You know, let's keep it going. Go 2-0, and then, you know, they'll go from there. But, you know, thank you guys so much for listening to this episode of Locked on Penguins. Oh, well, wait, one more thing, one more thing. It was uh, it was tweeted out today that um, Crystal Tang cut his hair and shaved his beard. Um, that's unfortunate because Crystal Tang looks great with long hair. And, okay, I'm just going to shut up now because if I say anything more about that, I'm going to look like a complete and utter weirdo. But, um, yeah, thank you guys so much for listening to this episode. I really appreciate all the support. You know, find me on Twitter at Hunter Hodes. Following the show on Twitter at LO underscore Penguins. You know, keep liking and subscribing to the podcast. Keep listening each day. Uh, the next episode will come tomorrow night after the Sabres game. Um, I'll be at home for that episode, actually watching with my mother, which should be an interesting experience because she's a complete, she's just, she's interesting when we watch games together. Um, she's been like that ever since I was a kid and when she got me into hockey. That that will be, I could take up a whole podcast episode while talking about that, and I think I'm going to do that at some point. Um, during the season and, or, you know, during the off season, I still got to think about it, but yeah, we'll talk to you guys tomorrow night, break down the game against the Sabres, see how the Penguins did. And, you know, we will, we will talk to you all then.